Hi filmmakers, Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hey, this is going to be your year, but in order to make it happen, you're going to have to be willing to push yourself. The truth is, success is not going to come to you. You're going to have to create a plan, and then you're going to have to go out, and you're going to have to go and grab it. The good news is, it starts today, and I'm going to prove it. Uh, remember a few episodes ago when I was telling you about my friend Tom Malloy? He's the guy who raised over $25 million to produce his movies. Whenever I talk about him, you know, it's not um, uncommon to get an email asking if Tom would actually be willing to share his investor contact list. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know, um, I understand why you're asking that, but it's, it's, it's not going to happen. And I want you to imagine why, just in case, uh, you know, you might have a similar question like this guy raised $25 million. Clearly, you know some rich people. Tell us who he knows. Well, look, here's, here's what happened. Tom worked his butt off over the past decade to build relationships with high net worth individuals, power players. And he was able to do this because he set a goal for himself and he went the distance and he made the calls and he took hundreds of meetings and he got rejected more times than he would like to admit, only to have somebody reach out to him and say, hey, uh, I, saw, I saw you know some people. Can you introduce me? You know, and I could go on for a while and maybe I will in other episodes about folks like this, you know, that just want everything handed to them. The truth is you don't need $25 million to make your feature film. But sometimes filmmakers don't believe this. And living in Hollywood, I run into this crap all the time. There's some sort of idiotic bias that says that you need to spend a gazillion dollars before you can have a real movie. Now the question is, are you part of the filmmaking class? And no, I'm not talking about the classroom. But I'm talking about you and what it means to be a real filmmaker. I'm going to explain what I mean in a minute or two. But right now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a vision of your future where you see yourself succeeding and you're doing all the stuff that you knew that you could do? And sometimes you feel like your vision is never going to come true, right? It feels like whatever it is that you think that you can do, you might be able to do, it feels like it's so far away and so out of your reach that it's never going to happen. And in order to get to where you want to go, you need to do all sorts of things or so you think. You know, the biggest reason most filmmakers don't make movies, and this goes back to an episode where I asked this question a long time ago, the biggest reason most filmmakers don't make movies is because they believe that they need all sorts of stuff to tell a great story. These are the same filmmakers who feel they need to ask permission to become successful. It's, it's an addiction. And I'm speaking from experience. I've suffered from the same addiction for years. So the deal is, Stop asking permission. You know, our first feature came from the simple question, given the resources that we have right now, what is the movie that we can make this year? And that question made sense. It changed my life because it forced us to focus on what we had rather than focus on what we didn't have. But another funny thing happened during that process. After we got a dozen people together to make the movie, after we found all sorts of great discounts on food and locations, after we shot the movie and got featured in a major magazine publication, heck, even after we created buzz at film festivals and had over 100,000 people visiting our movie website, do you know what happened? 
some jerk emailed me and told me that our first feature was not a real movie. Now, remember what I said earlier about the filmmaking class. That's what I'm talking about. Even though our movie was generating a pretty nice stream of revenue, because it was made on a low budget, these Hollywood types, these Hollywood elitists, they didn't want to count our movie as a real movie. I'm talking about social filmmaking status. And the reason I share this is very important. Sometimes you get so worried about making a movie the right way that you waste years of your life trying to appeal to a stupid standard. And by the way, when I'm talking about making movies the right way, I'm never talking about compromising safety. You want safety first. Safety first. Remember that. But what I am talking about is your end product. And there's a standard set up by people that are frankly afraid to lose their jobs and their lifestyle. And if you end up putting focus on these standards of quality, it really holds you back. What matters the most is the filmmaking. And despite what some Hollywood snob or some Hollywood Yahoo might tell you, making a feature film puts you in an exclusive club. Most filmmakers never make a feature. And I'm serious about this. The only thing that matters is that you take action and that you do the work. Create the product, then ship the product. And if your movie makes money, you're in business, period. You're a filmmaker. If you want to be in business, you must create a product. Your product is your movie. If you happen to shoot your feature film with no money, with limited locations, being safe the whole time, using safety first, with scenes that are underlit, starring no-name actors, but you finish your feature film, And then you find your audience and they agree to buy your movie. Guess what? Number one, you're what us business-minded folks call efficient. Number two, by keeping your overhead low, it will take you less sales to recoup your initial investment. And number three, most importantly, you have just created a real movie. So you are a real professional filmmaker. So I say... Well, I was going to swear there for a second, but I'm not going to. But I was going to say something about, you know, if any other, if, if any Hollywood snob comes up to you and tries to tell you otherwise, you can tell them where to go. I mean, you can be nice about it because people remember these things. But seriously, tell them to take a hike. Take a look at the ever-eroding options for traditional distribution. There are more feature films than ever with bigger I'm sorry, there are more feature films than ever with better and better images for less and less of what it used to cost years ago. And very soon, the entire world is going to be flooded with high production valued content, the likes of which Hollywood has never encountered before. So for historical reference, I want you to read about how inexpensive product and cheap labor killed Bethlehem Steel and compare that to what's happening in Hollywood. Um... Which brings me to another question. How do you thrive as an independent filmmaker? Well, you have a few choices, thankfully. Number one, as an independent filmmaker, you can wait around for somebody to discover your project and give you a gazillion dollars so that you can have a real movie that plays in festivals and probably ends up on iTunes and Amazon. Or number two, you can move to Los Angeles. You can fetch coffee for various real productions so that you can one day make a movie that will probably play at festivals and guess what? End up on Amazon and iTunes. Or number three, you could get started today. 
You can create a movie structured around your current cache and equipment and location limitations that will, this is the kicker, play the festivals and probably, like every other example, end up on iTunes and Amazon. So I want you to see what I'm getting at. Theatrical distribution is not a viable outlet for independent filmmakers who want to make money. Right? We still use theatrical distribution. I'll talk about this later. It's a good tool to get press. It's a good tool to build some notoriety around your movie. It's a good tool to test the actual concept of your movie. Um, but it's not a viable outlet for independent filmmakers that wish to make money. On top of that, video stores as we know it here in the United States are all but dead. People just aren't going to video stores anymore and renting DVDs. So where does this leave Hollywood filmmakers like you? You got it. The internet. And yes, I'm referring to digital self-distribution. I know we're still getting to know each other. But outside of putting together these episodes for you, I've been working in movie distribution. First, I served as the director of operations for a video on-demand aggregator called Distriber. And after that, I was the manager of film acquisitions for a distribution company here in L.A. I've done some consulting with various filmmakers and have some pretty cool movies. And on top of that, uh, recently I, I started doing some work um, as the director of business development for a company that both produces and distributes. Um, and in all of this, I'll tell you one thing. Um, you're in a really good place. If you can master some of the stuff that I'm sharing here through these podcasts, you're going to be ready for modern movie making. And what we're going through is a huge revolution. So I think it's time for you to tell your filmmaking friends that the reality is innovations in both production and digital self-distribution makes it that there is no difference between dollars spent for a real Hollywood movie or your movie. And if you're making a living doing what you love, who really cares if some idiot thinks your work is bad? I mean, the debate never bothered Roger Corman, so why should it bother you? I want you, you know, for the homework today, um, find a business telephone number of someone who you have dreamed of meeting and then call them on the phone. Just call them up. If you can do this, if you, can, if you can overcome some of your fear and just call somebody that might seem like a, they're a little bit out of reach and get them on the phone, you're on your way to forging ahead in your own career in ways that you never thought possible. And if you need some help with this too, make sure you check out the Film Finance Guide at filmfinanceguide.com. Uh, once again, my name is Jason Brubaker. Um, if you want to reach out to me, you can email me, jason at filmmakingstuff.com. And as always, take action and make your movie now.